It's good to have you, man. Good to have you back. I want to, you've been extremely successful in at first losing a bunch of weight. Um, so I want you to t- go back over that story. Like we'll ask you a bunch of questions as we usually do. We'll, we'll shit about that for sure. Cause I think that like you have a lot of really good insight um, that's useful to people in terms of losing weight. Now you, you've, you've gone even further. You've like increased your strength. You've competed in fucking powerlifting competition. I want to, I want to hear about that journey. That's dope. And then Micah, you, you trained him along the way and, uh, kept him accountable, that kind of stuff. So let's fucking get into it. First and foremost, dude, thanks for coming, dude. Um, just, uh, introduce yourself and, uh, let's start with what brought you to big fitness, I guess. All right. Well, my name is Lynn Hebron and I, um, I grew up in Southern Illinois and moved out to DC in my twenties and worked out there for a while. And, and we ended up moving back to be closer to family. Um, and health had not really been a, and fitness hadn't really been a huge, um, factor in my life. I was in the military, so I met like a certain baseline of, of fitness, but, um, I was by no means an athlete or anything like that. So, um, we moved back here, um, and I was starting to gain weight, and I was probably at my heaviest that I've been in in a while. I was like around like two twenty five, something like that. And so, COVID hit, and we were going to be sitting in our um, houses, uh, quarantined. And so, I decided that I was going to just not sit there and and gain more weight. So. I got with a buddy uh, virtually, and we started um, working out at home. And um, like one of the games we would play would be we would have a deck of cards, and we would uh, flip out the card. And if it was a heart, you do push-ups. If it was a um, a diamond, you would do sit-ups. Uh, and then there was lunges and squats for the other two. And you would do however many's on the card, right? So ace is fourteen, king is thirteen, and so on. And, and so we did that for a while. And I wasn't really cutting, I wasn't doing anything with my diet, but we were, we were doing that. And then, um, we were, we ended up doing about half of that of the cards in one sitting and we were just smoked. And then like, we were like, okay, in about a month we'll be through all the cards, you know, we'll be able to make it through all all the cards. And and then like three days later we were all the way through the cards. (laughs) And so like, we're like, well, now we're out of ideas. So what else can we do? Because we didn't really have any gym equipment at home because it was in the middle of COVID and nobody was expecting it. And we might have had some dumbbells or something. So we ended up uh, like running. Um, we just held each other accountable, right? We didn't, you know, we weren't together, but we would say, hey, I'm working out today. Make sure you get yours in and, and whatnot. And then as we just started like kicking butt on all the things we were doing, um, I, it just kind of evolved into well, maybe I should just eat a little bit less and see what's see if I can because I started getting really stronger you know because we're doing 104 push-ups a day right because that's what the cards um uh come out to and um so uh just started like eating a little bit less and um started losing a little bit of weight so then I think on my own I lost 10-15 pounds it was going great, but it was very tough. I didn't know what I was doing. I, you know, what was the thing you were dealing with? I guess before you 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 got with your buddy, and what gave you the idea of doing it with your buddy? Um, well, so I'd always kind of like yo-yoed up and down in weight, and I would get these little fitness inspirational spurts and go run a ten k, and then and then eat again, and then gain all the weight back and whatnot. <clears throat> and um, it was just really 
sitting at home not doing anything and just realizing I was continually gaining weight. I was uncomfortable and, and whatnot. So, um, you know, my buddy uh, was kind of in the same boat. He unfortunately had to go into work because he works in the healthcare industry, but uh, um, he's an IT guy in, in healthcare. Oh, okay, um, okay. I got for you. some reason, he needed to be there. <laughs> um, Interesting. But, uh, but yeah, so we just started talking. and was like, this is going to kill us. Like, <laughs> we're, we're just sitting, you know, mostly sitting at home because he couldn't do, he had to go to work and then come home. He couldn't really go anywhere, do anything other, you know, he was quarantined otherwise. And so, yeah, we just decided, hey, let's start doing push-ups. That's kind of where it started. And then we Googled around for like home exercises and found the cards thing. And that just kind of started it. Um, and then we just made sure we held each other accountable. We'd send each other sweaty face pictures after we were done. <laughs> I love that. I love the camaraderie, though, because, like, like, a lot of that will keep you consistent as fuck. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just having, like, a buddy that you show oh, up yeah. with. Like, I've, I've got a client that we meet every weekend for, like, the past five years. Um, I just say his name. Who cares? Tony. <laughs> and he, uh, he's been a client of mine for over five years now. But we, we, we started to do bike rides on Sundays. We're like, yo, let's just meet and we'll just, whatever we do, we do. Usually it's 30 miles, but sometimes it might be 50. We'll be like, fucking get a hair in our ass. We'll be like, let's do four hours on the bike. But now it's like running and we'll get back to biking. But we have been consistent in doing that for like five years. Yeah, like day four of doing 104 push-ups. And you're like sore as hell, and you tell your buddy, you're like, all right, I'm doing my push-ups today. He's like, you son of a... <laughs> right, yeah. All right, right yeah. I'll, fine, I'll do mine. Yeah. And so that kind of kept us going. And we were... <clears throat> That's huge. I, I, we, it was months that we did, maybe like three or four months, just right, every single day. That's awesome. And so you, you get pretty big doing 104 push-ups a day. No, seriously. Uh, what was the effects of that, just out of curiosity of doing that uh, just, for months? Just got like stronger definition yeah you got a big chest yeah 100 <laughs> but you did, you did lunges and squats and it kind of evolved into just us going outside and doing it too i, I would take my family to the park and they we kind of do a picnic and i would we'd lunge over there <laughs> oh i love that <laughs> i had to get them in right dude you're you are one of these guys that really goes hard on these things like you like i've noticed like you really like get dialed in Yes, he's a one percenter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you I'm get... an engineer, so like I, yeah, I yeah. want to like dissect things and, and and follow through with them or what and whatnot to um, see how they like turn out. That's so interesting. But I don't always have the best follow through. So that's kind of what mm. is different about like this whole thing because this is like the really the first time I really followed through with something. Um, mm. But yeah, that's where I was like in my journey before I came here, and so I had, like got the bug right. So I'm like holy crap, I just lost like 15 pounds, you know? And I was like, that's, that's crazy to me. Cause you know, I had tried so hard when I realized that I wasn't actually trying before. Oh, that's you know interesting. I mean? That's interesting. What do you mean? What do you mean by so, that? Like I felt like I, just because I ate like one less piece of pizza that day that I was on a diet now. And, but then I didn't lose any weight because mm. then the next day I just ate a cake or whatever, you know, it's a weird mindset. Yeah. It's a weird thing that, that happens that you think that you're, doing good because you ate fruit one day instead of a donut that's interesting like you feel like you're going you're going all out but you're like oh damn like what you really got to do is like really like some like next level something you're going to hear me say probably a lot in this talk is without consistency you don't have anything yeah that's true so you can you can do push-ups for a week but then if you don't do them for the next week then you're going to lose a lot of the gains that you made or, or the, the progress that you made. Totally. I think it's, dude, frequency 
over intensity. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. yeah, frequency and consistency over intensity. Like, you know, you, someone might look fit as fuck and, and then you're like, oh, their workouts must be nuts. And then you see them work out. Like, yeah. That's average. Yeah. But it's like, it's the real, the real, uh, magic happens in like, oh, but they've been doing that every day. Yeah. I, I kind of want to get into that too. Cause that's kind of a, one of my big, uh, not mantras, but things I always kind of say, you know, you don't have to kill yourself all the time in the gym. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so I was, um, that was where I was at, 15 pounds, kind of plateaued, um, not really dieting, just eating half of what I was eating. But, you know, like and if I got two slices of pizza, I would just get one instead. Or, or I would, um, instead of doing, one of my big things was instead of doing two carbs per meal, I would do one carb per meal. So if I had a turkey sandwich, the bread is my carb. So I don't eat fries with it or I don't eat chips with it. And mm. if I want a hamburger and I want fries, then I don't eat the bun. And so that, that was just a really quick way to, to knock out some carbs. How did you know about carbs before you were like doing any training, personal training, like self-research? Uh, just yo-yo dieting up and down and keto and all that. So I just kind of understood that if you drop carbs, you're going to drop a lot of weight. And, um, but it's yeah. temporary, right? Unless you just stay off carbs, um, which is a whole different nightmare. Right, uh, right. <laughs> for sure. But, uh, but yeah, so so I, I guess I wanted to come. This so it was a little bit after lockdowns had ended. So we were back in in public, um, but everybody was still masked up. And I decided that I didn't want to go. I I had gone to the to another gym, like a regular old gym, um, right before lockdowns, and I had. I had actually hired a personal trainer there from the gym and he was a powerlifting guy and was, you know, trying to get me right into powerlifting and, and all that. And so I kind of always like bench press deadlift and squat anyway, just it's a primal thing and just picking up something heavy and putting it back down again. Let's go. Um, I, although I wasn't doing that much weight, but it was kind of fun, but um, it wasn't necessarily where I needed to be. But anyway, uh, COVID happened and I couldn't go anymore. And, um, and then I, that's kind of, um, where, um, I started doing the home workouts. So then I decided I, I don't want to go to a big gym because of COVID and nobody knows what's happening and how contagious is it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so we, I decided to find a personal trainer studio. So I came here because it was uh, a smaller place and, um, and working out with a mask was very hard. I found out, <laughs> uh, but I did it. Um, so yeah, I, I signed up here and that was like probably the hardest step that I've ever done. The other gym was all kind of like a, an easy thing. Cause I was already there like swimming. We, you know, had a pool, we would swim with my daughter and then I just kind of walked over and said, Hey, I'll, can I sign up for a trainer class? Whatever. Um, but here I had to like make a effort to go out of my way to come in and. Yeah. I was going to say, so like when, when you 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 kind of said that it was like the hardest step, like the yeah. hardest step meaning like to come in or yeah, just to just to set up, just to come in. Like I did it via email, but yeah, like you know I signed up on the form or whatever. But um, yeah, walking through the door and actually like making that commitment to do something was like very hard, and so it was kind of nice because you guys are like, yeah, whatever, let's just see what you where you're at and what what do you want to do? Because um, <laughs> you know a lot of like trainers are like real intense yeah like bitch listen what we're gonna do 
yeah. <laughs> you come in, you're like, get on the ground, and 50 push And I'm like, I'm not that kind of person, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just kind of a subdued <laughs> introvert. So, um, but yeah, so that was the hardest part. And so that, that, once that was over, it was kind of smooth sailing from there. I mean, I mean, the hardest two years of my life. Let's not get it wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which we'll, we'll get into. We'll get into sure. it, but... Um, but yeah, so that's how I ended up coming here. So I enjoy, you like destroyed me on my first workout. I and remember. It, it wasn't even like a, a workout. It was like, a, we're just going to see where you're at. <laughs> yeah, I, you ran them through the first workout. I you know, it. the thing about the first workout for me is this. It's always like I, I, would, like, I got into this thing where I had it like I want – a, a person I got it in my head like when I first started training I want the person sweating within 15 minutes so if you're wearing anything like a like if you're wearing a sweatshirt I made it my goal to have you have that sweatshirt off within the first 15 minutes because it's too because your body is warmed up so like I know you're actually warmed up if you take that sweatshirt <laughs> off and like and so like I would work it and then a lot of times like I got into this thing there was a part of my training where I was like I was having trouble getting people to their goals and so I would push them until they were like hypoglycemic almost. And I would think that was a win because I was like, if you go hypoglycemic, two things we get out of this. One, you've definitely reached your capability for where we are. Two, and so we know where that fitness level is. Um, two, I get to see how you deal with like really getting outside of your comfort zone, you know? And then I know how to like train you moving forward, but also I know how you, how you're going to, how you're going to be able to deal with what it is, what it's going to take to actually see a physiological change. Yeah. So I probably pushed your ass. Cause that was what, two, uh, two years ago. Yeah. March of two years ago. Yeah. And yeah. And I went, you home, killed it. I went home and like, <laughs> did you take a nap? No, I just like crawled into the back door <laughs> and I laid in my living room for like a good hour. What did you think though? Cause you said, came in, bring me water. If I remember, if I remember you were like, yeah, man, like I really want to lose weight and see endurance. You were going to do the Appalachian trail. Yeah. Yeah. We, we had a couple of things on our plate, um, was to go do like a section of the Appalachian trail. We'd never been there before. Um, and so we were going to do like a 30 mile section in, uh, North Carolina. Um, but I had originally come in wanting to power lift. Yeah. See, like my remembering is that you said, cause you wanted to power lift to get there. And I was like, yeah, well, I what's had a your misconception of why I wanted what I wanted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. Is you were like, I want to power lift. Here's my here's my like five rep maxes. Yeah. And I was like, well, if you're looking for like 30 miles on the trail, we kind of need to do like yeah. circuits. Yeah. So that's a whole different kind of training. What, what was your? So go ahead and yeah, talk about. Yeah. That. So that kind of stemmed from the first trainer guy who was y'all like, let's pick this heavy thing up and put it back down again. And so. <laughs> Um, he's like, cardio is for wimps. We don't need that. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, so I came in here. I'm like, all right, let's, let's do that. You know, that's what I thought I needed at the time. And so I, I came in and you're like, that's great, but what are you powerlifting for? What are you trying to get out of this? And so I was like, well, you know, I want to go outside, do that. And you're like, no, I think it might, well, you didn't say no, you, you right. guided me. You said, I think it might be best if we focus on maybe a little bit of, higher intensity training and then once you're at a point where you might want to lift heavy things then we'll we'll get into that yeah. and i think that was probably uh that was exactly the right move i mean yeah it it made sense but um yeah you handled it pretty delicately because like that's a people know what they want right but it's they don't hard. really know what they want that's you know? a hard that's a hard thing for in personal yeah. training it's hard because 
that's the the first thing you got to do really is to decode exactly what it because you can't tell somebody what they want yeah if it's like lynn you know what you want you want to run 100 miles 24 hour race you know like something like no i don't fuck that yeah. <laughs> fuck you <laughs> so like telling somebody what they want doesn't work but if if it, but if you want say you really want to lose weight but you want to do that in one rep maxes it's like that's going to be we're going to need to figure something out yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. so it's it's yeah it's a that is the craft of personal training. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, that was definitely the right move. Um, because, you know, once we started getting to a, a steady program of, of high intensity stuff, it was just, you know, the weight just started dropping and, you know, I was kind of focusing in a little bit on my diet as well. So, um, it was actually kind of nice cause I didn't have to give up a lot of food. I just ate less of it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but then at a certain point, once I reached a really lower weight, it, that stopped working. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, okay, maybe I should focus on less bad fats and sugars and things like that. And so how much weight, so how much weight did you originally lose? And then were you able to knock out that, um, Appalachian trail? Yeah. So we, yeah. So I came in around like two ten ish. No, I was, it might've been, yeah, two, two, ten, two fifteen, somewhere in that range is what I, when I started here. Um, by the time we hit the Appalachian Trail, I think I was in the 180s, um, which, by the way, getting below 200 was, like, mind-blowing because that's, like, you know, all these um, round numbers and, and milestones are, are tough because you're like, oh, I'm never going to get below 200 pounds or whatever. And then all of a sudden you're 180 and you're like, oh, okay. Well. Dude, by the way, and that's fucking remarkable. That's great work, dude. You got to really be proud of yourself that you were able to do that because that is a difficult thing to do. And um, if, have you seen the video of you the out there on the... You, yeah, we were talking about it the other day. I was like, that doesn't really look like me anymore. Dude, no, he needs a new one need, for you sure. Need, yeah. You need a new one because you've continued, you've continued to see progress through that even. Like yeah. we took that video, that was pro that was like... Yo, you fucking killed it. Now look at where you're at, just by the consistency of moving through it. Yeah. Yeah. So we did the trail, um, and it, w it went fine. It was great. Um, hardest thing I've ever done, like at that moment, um, even at that weight. And I can't imagine carrying another 20 something pounds on me. Yeah. So what, what was that like? What was that, what was that trip like? Just, I just want to know this. How was that? Jordan trip? wants to go. I want to go, man. So we've done it twice now and I'm actually going Ooh. back in a couple weeks um, oh. with some friends at work. So me, my wife and I went on the, the last two. So, um, we're going to figure out something for this year. We're not sure. We might go to the Pacific crest trail, but we're, we'll figure something out. Um, but yeah, we drove to North Carolina um, parked our car at, um, a well-known spot that, um, is very public and, um, got a shuttle driver and they drove us 30 miles South. Oh, damn. And dropped us off on the side of a road in a ditch. Let's go. <laughs> and said, have fun. Call me if you need me. If you can get cell phone signal. Dude. And so you were just on a dang trail. And you're in the middle of the woods just on a trail all your and food it's, it's yeah you're carrying everything on your back um we left th you know stuff in the car that we needed when we got back right, right. and we were gonna i think we stayed oh we no, we drove to nashville and and stayed at nashville um because it was kind of halfway but uh yeah yeah so we just kept everything in our car that we didn't need to take out with us on the trail but we took our food our our stoves our you know, you only really wear one set of clothes to hike and one set of clothes to sleep. So, like, what kind of stuff were you? So, how many, how many days? First of all, <laughs> uh, I think it was like five, four or five. But we did about Dude. 
we didn't know what we were capable of. So we did around seven to 10 miles a day. Mm. Um, so I guess it was, it was probably four days of hiking. So I think our first day we did five and then we got, we went up and went up and then the last day was like five. And you're carrying a 20 pound pack? Uh, approximately, yeah. Is that, uh, is that average? I, I, I know like some backcountry people, they get nuts with it and they're like, they're like 35 yeah, pounds. So, um, which is like, what the fuck? It's called ultralight if you get like your base weight of 10 pounds. So yeah. base weight doesn't count your water, doesn't count your consumables. So just like anything that you carry that you're going to oh, carry with you from start to finish. And so, uh, ultralight is 10 pounds, which I can't even get to. Um, and, yeah, how would you how would you get to ten uh, pounds? Spend more money, right? Like the, like the, the food that just like it's like the size of a capsule, it's like water, and it like blooms into like a full turkey. We do our own. We, we dehydrate our own, and I I put it in a little mylar bags, and I um, you can put the oxygen absorbers in there. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but that'll save you some money instead of paying fifteen bucks for a REI freeze dried meal. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Which dude? But like, I'm I, that's remarkable though. Like, they, like that is a hard thing to do. Like, dude, backcountry fucking hiking, yeah. like, you're on the trail for four plus days. I mean, whatever you were doing, five days. That is a hard thing to do because it you're not taking into account no shower. Like, no, yeah, like, you're sleeping on the fucking ground. You're carrying a pack. You're covering, dude, your ankles are hurting, all of it. We were in hammocks. Damn. Yes. God damn. So not like, your, not like your beach hammock, but like a real. Right. It's from a company called Dutchware. There's, you'll find all these little they call cottage vendors. And so it's not the REIs and not the big, you know, stores, um, like Dutchware, hammock gear, all these people make stuff for people who go out and, and do this stuff. So we, we double hung our hammocks next to each other. We have, I have a little system that it, we can just do it on one tree on either side. And then I'd hang up my little, my iPhone at night and we'd watch a pre-downloaded thing and just get knocked out and then get up the next morning and pack it all away and go, Back to business. That's really cool, man. That's that's awesome. And so you so you knocked that out. You were able to do that. Yep, we did that. Um, and so moved on. Said, all right, well, that's what's the next thing? <laughs> Good shit. Do you have any? Do you have any ambition to do like uh, like anything like extreme? Like, are you like you're going to ask him about running a mountain? Aren't you? Like, ma- ma- like I'm going to damn. That's going a hard Canyon. pass. <laughs> I'm going to Canyonlands, Utah. I'm just going to go so. You know, so. no, probably not anything super extreme. We do want to probably try to hike a good majority of the Appalachian Trail, but in sections. The the thing that kind of sucks is like if you do sections, you kind of want to do some that aren't super intense because if you haven't got your legs, then you're not going to climb that mountain very easy, right? Mm-hmm. So, but if you've been walking for 300 miles already, and then you run into a mountain, you're like, yeah, whatever. Like my legs are numb and who cares? And what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean by uh, you got your legs? I like that. Well, you. Um, we can pause here. We can no, edit. Here we can come back to that one. How many miles did you do on your second trip out to the Appalachian? Forty-five. So we did a little bit longer, and we did longer days. So we did like fifteen-mile days. Oh, see there on that go. one. Did you feel better in that one than you did your first one? Well, I did. My wife broke her ankle. <laughs> And then walk 20 more miles. That's a boss ass. Not though. knowing that she had broken her ankle. That's impressive. Um, but uh, it was, that was probably our limit. So, so that was a good example of not having our legs, right? So when you start the trail, you st- usually start with like 
five to 10 miles for the first couple of days. And then you kind of do 10 to 15 and then you do 15 to 18. And then some people get up to 20 miles a day um, or more. And if I were to just go in today and just hike 20 miles, I'll get destroyed and my, I'll probably injure myself and, and whatnot. But if I've been walking 20, working my way up and then walking 20 miles for a hundred miles or 300 miles, then a mountain's not a big deal because that's just, I'm going up and down all day long. But if I just go out and drive out to the mountain today and then try to hike up it, I'm going to get destroyed. Whoop. Yeah. So that's what getting your legs means. Just, just your hiking leg, your trail legs, yeah. I think is what they call it. Um, just being able to um, not let things like that bother you. And also, I mean, just from an injury standpoint, if you push yourself over, you're going to get you tear a ACL or something. Dude, I like that. Like, that's a good metaphor for like how fitness, like how, what fitness is about altogether. Like if you don't got your legs, like your fitness legs, let's say. Yeah. Like you, you show up that first week, you're beat. Yeah, you, those you first like, couple you lift, <laughs> you know, you show up those first couple weeks, like, and you haven't been working out regularly. You're, I mean, but once you get your legs, like, yeah, you know, you can, you can, you can, you can, you got this. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta do the activity, except that you're gonna get DOMS or whatever they call it, the delayed onset get, muscle get, soreness, getting sore, and then after, if if you can power through that, then you're gold. Totally. Yeah, because people get so, like, you'd be surprised at first workout, dude, you get a call or a text from the client, and they're just like, look, Jordan, (laughs) something's wrong with me. I'm broken. (laughs) Something's wrong with me, Jordan. I'm like, you're going to be fine. You got to make it through this. You got it. It's important to understand the difference between doms and injury. Right. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But, but like, that's interesting, right? Because there's some people, like, with the thing you said earlier today about, like, the, it's like, you think you're going hard. You because you just haven't been at that intensity for a while, you know, or maybe ever. And so, like, what does Dom's feel like to someone who's never been sore? Like, yeah, like it probably, feels like an injury. It feels like <laughs> yeah. an injury. Like you did something. Like I can't even sit down, dude. Is this? Should I get this checked out? <laughs> it's like talking everyone off a ledge. It's seriously, and they think you're just bullshitting them, and you're like, no, I'm telling you, like, this is. Give it like two days, you'll be fine. Right, like. Believe me, like it's gonna, you're gonna be okay. But you, it, you, it's a delicate thing. It's you can't just tell them, hey, your pain is irrelevant. You can't say that either. You can't say, hey, like the soreness that you think is like the end of your life. You know, it's like it's always that that meme on on social media where the person's like, it's, it it shows like the client. The client is like talking to the trainer, and the client goes, I hate you. You're the worst person in the world. You're killing me. And the person's and the trainer goes, You've done one push. <laughs> Yeah. You're like, you got it, go. <laughs> You've done one push Anyways, yeah, so to your point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we, we came back and um, I was just like wanting to try something new then. So you guys are pretty open to just let me do whatever the hell I wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, as long as I did my program, you're like, whatever, what are you working on today? And so I really worked on like dialing in my diet at that point because like yeah. I was starting to see like good um, – definition in, in my muscles and stuff but i was really carrying a lot of fat and so um i started to really like dial in my macros and that's where it gets like that's where normal common people shouldn't do it yeah so so that's an interesting <laughs> although i am just a normal guy but i was gonna like, say um i you know i had i i was doing this stuff for about a year before i even attempted to to mess around with stuff like that um so um 
I think it was it was important that I got all that out of the way and just did the basics. Yeah. Um, to to get me to a point where I was able to do it. So like I was saying, like just cutting a little bit of food out stopped working, right? Because my metabolism went up and all you know, all the I was um I was needing to eat less to maintain my weight and so things got a little more complicated. And so as we started dialing in my my diet, I uh um, started noticing like rapid changes and, and really started cutting body weight. And that's where things kind of changed from looking at the scale to looking at like um, body fat percentage and things like that. So uh, I think probably about six months later, I, I ended up getting down to my lowest was 151. Uh, that was a little bit of a rough <laughs> transition to get there. Um, cause I was like trying to do like a shredded program kind of deal where yeah. it was like, I was just trying to get as lowest body fat as possible. But man, that messes with you. It's so bad. Like when you're eating like 50 carbs or less a day and how long did you have to do that? Um, well, first off, I didn't have to do well, that. No, never, sorry, how, <laughs> long how long did you, you get to do that? I tortured doing... myself for yeah, yeah. about a year. So I was, I was counting for about a year. And then I would, we'd, I'd start like at a certain level, monitor for like a month and then make a tweak and then monitor that for a month and then make a tweak and monitor for a month. And I didn't really have any cheat days and things like that. I didn't do like the rock where I eat like 70 pancakes in one sitting or anything like that. Dude, that's, that's, Uh, that's goals for me. (laughs) Yeah. I was just, I was very, I was way too anal about it. So like I would, I would plan out my week and my fitness planner, uh, my fitness pal. And I would like, I'm going to eat an apple tomorrow and I'm going to eat this for dinner and this for breakfast and, and everything like that. I tried like intermittent fasting. Um, I quickly dropped that though, because I just was hungry and wanted to eat. And so I would eat, I had to eat something for breakfast. Otherwise I would just tanked when I came here because I came in the mornings and, um, but it worked. It was great. A lot of muscle definition popped through. Um, I was very miserable mentally, um, just exhausted all the time. I uh, wasn't making a ton of progress in the gym because I just wasn't eating a lot. Um, but I was maintaining. I was doing what I had to do and everything was fine. Um, and then I guess I will get into the powerlifting bug. Um, yeah. So I was tired and I want to eat carbs. So I figured if I'm going to eat carbs, I'm going to utilize those carbs somehow. And so I want to pack on some muscle. So at that point, and I've never been into the bro science stuff, but I was going through a cut. Now I'm going to go into a bulk, right? So um, this was just recently in December, November, December of last year. Uh, I found a rookie powerlifting competition. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? I've, I've accomplished all my goals up to this point. So let's do something that I would never have ever thought to do in my entire life. And let's put on a onesie and do a powerlifting competition. And so I signed up, I got, I'm a card carrying member of the USA powerlifting association. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, man. Let's go. Dude. I'm forever on a list somewhere. Yes. hundred percent. That's awesome. Dude, that's a huge accomplishment. But like, like before we move to like the, the, that part though, I did have a couple questions on that because 
So it's interesting because I remember we were talking about this when we went um, to the DEXA scan and okay. we saw you lost a certain amount of weight. What was the total amount of weight you lost in pounds? And then so you talked about like there was a year and what was the time that it took you to knock it out? Okay. And what's your thoughts on did you do it right? Did you do it wrong? What, you know, let's, let's kind of analyze that a little bit. Calculator math. Let's go. Because that's sort of the, I think that's what's most interesting. I think like, you know, the, and then we'll get to the, I want to talk about then like, then what, like what was that switched in your mind? Like that caused you to be like, you know what, time to dang, get into the weights. But I want to kind of talk a little bit. I want to pick your brain on that weight loss journey process, that mental side of it, you know? Yeah. So according to my fitness pal, I kind of started tracking when I, right before I came here. So 216, and that was even 10 pounds down from where I, my highest. So 216, we'll call it, is my beginning. And I got down to 151. So what is that? 2116 minus 151, 65 pounds. 65 pound of Ruskos. That's crazy. 65. So, and how long was that from? from? Oh, yeah. And because 75, if you're counting the 10, that he's like, he's just like, yo, those 10, though, we won't count that. Because I wasn't counting, but it's like you got to kind of almost count that, you know. But let's say 65, 65 pound of roost goes. It was about a year and a quarter. Year and a quarter. That is remarkable. So 50 of it was like year, one year, and then the remaining was uh, that quarter. And that was like super dialing in my macros, like yeah. trying to get down. I was trying to hit 149. Um and trying to get down to like 10-ish percent body fat. Um, and I hit 151, and I don't know what my body fat percentage was, but... Yeah, that's when we were we went to the DEXA. It was 11%, like on our scale Which, at least. Our Would, DEXA was... My DEXA... So, you know, DEXAs are what they are. Um, but I went in to one, and I was like 26. That was like my first one that we ever went to. And then the second one was like... I was upset because I thought I was in the teens, but I was like 22. And then the third one was 16. Yeah. And then I lost, I haven't been to one since, but I lost a, uh, quite a bit of weight after that one. So yeah, I'm that was, sure I got long, into the low teens. But. How long ago was that? It was probably like six months ago that you went. Oh, that's probably, probably longer. longer. It was almost a year, I think, honestly. Yeah. Since the last DEXA? Yeah, since he's went. Interesting to see it. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see that. But, but so when we were talking about that, I was like, look, you know, you really lost that weight in, in a year. When people say, I really want to lose, people always ask me, what do I got to do to lose 50 pounds in a year? People ask me that all the fucking time. And I say, and a lot of, most of the times I say, look, a healthy weight loss for a human being would be like one to two pounds, yeah. two pounds a, a month. That's aggressive. And that's yeah. aggressive. So if you have 12, if you have 12 months and you lose two, um, I'm saying a week, sorry. Um, if you do two pounds a week, that would be crazy. If you lost one pound a week, you lost four pounds in a month. What's four times? 12? Somehow I knew you meant a week. <laughs> right. Right. When you said that, you said that's aggressive. And then I said, cause I was almost, I'm almost thinking they say about 24 pounds is healthy weight yeah. loss per year. That's a healthy weight loss per year. You can do more if you're going hard, but a healthy, good, sustainable weight loss per year be like 24. That's, that's saying conservative. You can go hard. And you can try to lose double that. Double that would be 50 in the year. That's going hard, though. And so um, that's why I'm like – and I say 
what you want to do because they're like, so what should I eat? What are the macros? Like how all the stuff? And I say, what are you doing right now? And usually there's no real idea of what foods they're bringing in. And that's huge because they just don't have any awareness. What's your activity? Like close to none. And let's say 76% of the U.S. population is chronically, um, let's say, not moving, um, sedentary. They're not getting enough. They're not getting enough of the minimum activity per day. So it's like they're like, what supplements? What this, that, and the other thing. I said that the supplements and the tracking macros is at the top of the of the pyramid. Mm-hmm. The bottom of the pyramid is let's get you moving regularly. Let's get you hydrated. What is your process in that year of losing 50 pounds for real? Yeah. What would like if somebody is listening who's like, I've been trying to lose 50 pounds in a year and I've never been able to do it? Start with something that, yeah, don't go to the top of the pyramid and then fail immediately. And then, like, if if I had to go in, if I didn't have my fitness legs or my nutrition legs, yeah, um, and went in and started trying to count macros and, and cut carbs and all that, I would have immediately been like, this is for the birds. I'm not doing that. So, like I said, I, I started with things that were achievable. I ate pizza, I ate cake, I ate fun things. I just ate half of what I normally ate or, or less of what I normally ate. And I just tried to stay at a certain calorie um, limit. So, you know, the the old truest time method is get yourself in a 500 calorie deficit and then um, the weight will start coming off. For every 3,500 calories you don't consume, that's a pound right? It's literal math. There's, there's undeniable math behind it. And so, um, that's what works. Um, but don't crash diet and things like that. Cause you're just miserable. Right. So, um, save that for when you just, you've reached your goals and you're just messing around at that point. Yeah. Um, but that, that was the, and if you need a cheat day, take a cheat day. Like who, who cares, but don't take that cheat day and then let it turn into another cheat day and right. another cheat day. So, or if you, if you do go out, cause think people have lives, you know, you, oh, I'm going to do this fitness journey, but I'm going to go to Cancun next week, you know, um, you know, do your best. But like, if you have a cheat day, just, it is what it is. You, you did it, you know, move on. Get back don't, after it. Don't eat one helping of broccoli the next day to compensate either. Right. Just keep trucking. So if you're doing 1900 calories a day. Just continue to do your 1,900 calories a day, even if you ate 25, 26 the day before. Yeah, that's an interesting one, right? Like, that's the thing is that people kind of, it's like, it's like if I can't do it every single day nonstop, I lo- I, I'm, I'm off on one day, then it's impossible, so I stop. When it's like, all you need to do is get back to it. It's like people really let that one day, like, totally derail them from their process. Um, what kind of things did you do when you had, like, a cheat day during that 50, you know, that kept you moving forward? I didn't really have... So I'm different because I didn't really have a cheat day in like two years. This motherfucker's a robot. He was like, get it. You know, there's people, that's like Tony. He's, he's like, he, you give him a task, that fucking guy does it to a T, like no right. fail. Yeah, I think that is something that I knew I was going to struggle with if I, if I derailed, if I got injured, if I had a bad diet day, things like that. I just knew mentally I wasn't going to be able to overcome that and I would just throw in the towel, right? So I focused on all my exercises. I focused on form. So if I was struggling on weight or whatever and my form was crap, I would just drop the weight. I would say, I'm not trying to impress anybody. Um, Michael was all over me like, hey, your form's crap. We're dropping the weight. Like, 
and I'm like, yeah, let's let's do it because I don't want to hurt myself. Because yeah. the minute I hurt myself, it's over. Right. Because like, you know, if I can't <laughs> if I can't squat, then what's you know what am I going to be able to do? Um, and with food, yeah, I just I just I just would I would, people be eating donuts, but tell me about that donut. Oh, is it good? What's it taste like? How's that jelly in that donut? Is that and so, <laughs> I don't know. That's the way that I accomplish it. It's, that's sad, but. Uh. <laughs> I mean, it worked, though. Hey, it's it, a like, tool you were using, yeah. man. Like, my thing is, my thing is, um, you know, like, I go hard as fuck on the weekdays. Like, I'm like a robot during the weekdays um, and, and really on the weekends. But if if I'm out on, like, an event or something where there is people who are going to be eating like garbage, like, you bet your ass I'm going to eat like garbage with them. Like, because I, for because for 99% of the fucking time that I'm on my, on my shit, I'm on my shit. But, like, if I go out, I'm drinking. I'm not going to sit around and people aren't, I, I like having a good time, so I'm going to be dang drinking. But I am a lightweight because I'm not drinking on my own. Yeah. And I don't do it very often. But, like, look, I'm going to be buying shots for everyone. Yeah, especially if you're, <laughs> especially if you're in your 20s and. Yeah. early 30s i'm 39 so so young very um, young so yeah. <laughs> um but i still go out every now and then but um yeah but yeah especially if you're 20s 30s like that's your social life go out and have fun you know whatever um but i don't recover as quickly as i used to right. doing that kind of Same. stuff so if we do go out i'll usually well it doesn't take much anymore because i don't really drink that much but um i'll do a uh gin and diet tonic because you can't tell the difference between tonic and diet tonic, and it's 120 calories. Dude, there's a place. There's a place here in St. Louis. It's South Tower Grove area, maybe North Tower Grove area. It's um, they do like these non-alcoholic um, cocktails. Yeah, a lot you know, of places over by over by Runner's Niche. You yeah, know? a lot of places do, but they're full of fucking sugar oh, and well, shit. Yeah, yeah. still be yeah. 200. Calorie the kitty cocktail. Yeah, it, it's like a kitty cocktail, honestly. I see. Because I've done the whole non-alcoholic, and it's not fun. It's just a Capri Sun. And it really is. <laughs> it's, it's give me a fucking power. like what? Are, what's D. the one with the cherries in it? Um, a Shirley Temple. That's yeah. what it is. Okay. Um, I want to talk about your blood pressure. Yeah. Yeah, and how you got yourself off of your medication. You got yourself off your medications? Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I was always like 150 over 90, something high like that. And then when the, whoever, the powers that be, the heart association, whoever decided that 130 over um, 70 is bad now, or 80 or whatever it was, they lowered the, they lowered whatever the threshold is for being hypertension, which just made my anxiety go through the roof. <laughs> made my blood pressure higher. <laughs> right, right. But, right. My, but I have a hereditary high blood pressure. Mm. And so even in through the army and when I was somewhat decent shape, um, I've always had high blood pressure. Um, but I've always been heavy for my size. So, um, when I lost all the weight, I went, I was now at like 115 over 65, 70. And I have a resting heart rate of like 42. (laughs) Um, so, um, I, which I don't know yet if that's good or bad, but uh, my doctor doesn't seem to be concerned, so I'm not concerned. Yeah. Um, he says, yeah, you just got athletic heart rate. I said, okay, well, we'll see. Do you, uh, do you ever monitor your heart rate at night at all? I had to turn it off on my watch because I constantly get um, below 40. <laughs> right. So, okay, here's what's, here's what's interesting. I got a client who has uh, – he has high blood pressure. 
but he okay i brought tony up three times <laughs> but in any case like he has high blood pressure he's on a medication he's in his 50s he um but he's ultra fit i mean he's doing he doesn't you know he's working out like two days four days out of the week he's running he's about to do a marathon this weekend um he, like i said he does 50 mile run bike rides with me the ultra fit dude and um he he has heart he has this high blood pressure and i told him but he's still taking the medication. And I was talking to some people about this, and I was like, well, he's got this super low heart rate. He's super fit. He eats very well. Like, he's a robot. He just does exactly what I say, but he's still on this medication. I'm like, do you, well, you still need this medication? Is Do you think, like, I just don't get it. Like, I, it, I feel like with you being super fit like that, well, it's that, hereditary, though, for but him. But you could be the fittest person in the world, but if you have – genetics that work against you then that it is screwed, yeah. my wonder with the my wonder with the genetic part because this is where i'm at like my wonder with the genetics is like if you genetically have higher blood pressure would you have i mean i don't know the science behind this so like like so my depth of knowledge in this is is shallow and this is why i'm sort of asking you know just to kind of get a better idea of this but like would you think that genetically your arteries your heart your organs have sort of also you know, kind of adapted to being, to dealing with that sort of pressure? I think so. I mean, that's like, if you cut out the, what is it, the visceral fat that's around your organs and yeah. stuff, and I, I think all that would would help, but I don't know. I mean, so, for instance, um, I started eating a little bit more now because I'm trying to put on a little bit more size and my blood pressure is going up with it. Huh. So I was just at the doctor and he's like, um, he's like, keep, keep an eye on that. Um, I'm still okay. It's still it's high right now, but it's but I'm still okay. He's like, "Do you want to go back on the meds?" And I said, "No. Let me do some natural stuff and see." And by natural stuff, I mean I'll cut out a little bit of salt. I'll I'll instead of eating a sugar thing to get my macros in, I'll see if there's a healthier option to get it in. You know, because um, I am I'm, I'll eat like Rice Krispie treats and things just to get. I'm I'm hitting a macro point right now. You know, I'm hitting this many carbs, this much fat, um, and sometimes that means like I'm eating a rice crispy treat just to get in the carbs or, or whatever it might be. Um, so I think I'm a good example of that, that I am in good shape now. And just that, that shake up in my diet has my body just going crazy. Mm. So, um, and there's nothing, and I didn't do anything wrong, Yeah, but like, it's normal to have a rice crispy treat every now and then. Like I'm not eating bad. Right. So like yesterday I ate, um, Toast with ricotta, cheese with the chicken breast on top, and tomato and, and spring mix. That was my lunch. Um, for dinner, might have had like tortellini with with red sauce. And for breakfast, I generally do like a yogurt or an overnight oats with banana. Um, and I eat fruit throughout the day um, for snacks. And so that's not a bad diet. That's generally my day-to-day. Mm. Um, and I the only difference is I might go out to eat maybe once a month now. Just because I kind of have a little more freedom with how my macros are. Um, I'm not as locked down as I used to be. So I can go out and enjoy something if I want to. Um, and so, um, yeah. So I think blood pressure may not be 100% directly related to just your overall fitness. I mean, there's something else that, and, it, and it's got to be genetics. Yeah. Yeah. And no, and there's no doubt that it's genetics. I'm just wondering if like, my wonder about this is, is like, if, you're, if like the, because it, it is your genetics, if like, you know, if that blood pressure, cause I don't know, I don't know that there's cases of like, if you could, 
do everything in a healthy manner, let's say, and you you let you let your blood pressure rise even. Could you handle that with no problems? Oh yeah, like are, is your body able to handle the hypertension better than somebody who's, yeah. who's not in shape? I don't know. Yeah, because if you like, if you don't have hereditary high blood pressure and you have high blood pressure, then your organs and your, you know you oh. just pass out and you die. But like, if you have genetic high blood pressure, like, but you're 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 on the same table though as everyone else. But should you be? That's my wonder. Yeah. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I feel like this has probably been studied a lot. Right. That's what so, I'm saying. That's well, what I'm saying. Yeah. But I haven't I'll seen leave, it. I'll leave it to the doctors. I know. That's what I say. Because <laughs> like, I just want to, because like to your, to your point on like the diabetes bit, like if your blood sugar is at a certain level, like you're pre, you're, you're pre-diabetic, but some people, you know, might just ha- be, have like lived in tropical areas where they're like, they were eating a lot of fruit where like some people who live like in the Midwest, their, their, yeah. their family line comes from like, you know, like but then the American Heart or, Association can't say, well, for some people, hypertension right, exactly. is this and some people yeah. hypertension is that, which so. I get that. And I totally, and I totally get that. So obviously it's probably best. We just say lower <laughs> for everyone. Right. But my, my wonder is though, but my wonder is, is though, if, if it is like, if you can go all natural, and um, would you have to take a medication? I mean, obviously, you may you may not want to uh, be the test yeah, I'm not for that. Be the guinea pig <laughs> you know the guinea pig, but I just wonder. I just, I just I'm curious about that. So, so like you were saying that with that with losing the hundred pounds. Oh my god, not losing oh, hundred pounds. I want to I want to go back on the blood pressure hit it. thing. For oh, hit it, hit it, yeah, um, yeah. So the reason I knew that I needed to get off of it was because I about passed out in my kitchen. Um, oh. I was, well, that'd I, be good I was standing there talking to my mother-in-law and I was like, like completely blacked out and like, I caught myself on the kitchen counter and I'm like, Oh, and that was like the wake up call. Cause I was, every time I would stand up, I would just completely black out. So you had to get off the I was like rapidly losing weight. And so we, we were on 40 milligrams of lisinopril, which is a very common, uh, uh, thing. 40 grams is a lot. And then he's like, okay, we'll do 30. And I was still passing out. 20, 10, all right, just go off of it. And then after I went off it, I quit blacking out. So It was the scariest fucking thing ever. I was he in al- here too. Yeah. He, he was doing uh, the leg, the, the step-ups. the medicine ball. Yeah. yeah. The mo- metabolic step-ups. And the next thing you know, he kind of just, I was like, uh, what the fuck are you okay? <laughs> oh, fuck. I just went completely white. And, and yeah, I was like, like oh, fuck. Tunnel, tunnel vision. And I hear, out my ears. Oh, then, interesting. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> That was so the day it, I took a sugar pill. <laughs> did it? Did it feel like hypoglycemia? Uh, no, it just felt like I just, you were just like like, like just, standing up quickly. Yeah, like standing. Oh, yeah, up exactly. Quickly, something like yeah. that. Blood pooling. Interesting. No. So your fitness literally was like, stop taking the medication, <laughs> bitch. Yeah, <laughs> it's like not today. Yeah. And you just like, yeah, it's interesting. It's like, well, let's take less and less of this medication, like to like, and it, that is an interesting perspective and, and clear communication and with my doctor. Mm. So I reached out to him and said something's wrong and whatnot. So I didn't try to power through it myself and mm. you know i i sought out my healthcare provider to make sure that everything was kosher with doing all that so. look that is so that is a testament to exercise as medicine yeah you know technically right i mean text and let's just say fitness is medicine just because i let's say that fitness incorporates both diet and exercise but like if you look at it that way because a lot of people are like i'm gonna go to the doctor i'm gonna get my medication well 
maybe you don't need to go to the doctor and get medication. Maybe the doctor will take you off the medication if you just go and get active and, and start working on eating healthier, fresher foods, that kind of thing, stay hydrated, that kind of thing. But blood pressure meds are cheap. And right, right, I, and easy distributed on that probably. I get the I get the idea, but easy fix. Me for me, like I'm so like if you can do it without medications, try. Yeah, you know. So like like I'm I'm gonna try this. Um, like I said, my blood pressure is starting to go up a little higher. Um, but I'm I'm gonna like cut out some salt and stuff, and I'll just kind of I I've done it all. They call it the Dash Diet, which I don't know what it stands for, but it's no it's lower sodium. Um, see if that helps any and whatnot, and try to substitute out a rice krispie treat for chicken or something but we'll see <laughs> that's a fun one dude I, straight up but dude rice krispie treats are good yeah. though i, well, I eat the uh the schnooks has these little rice cakes oh, and their flavor they're either like caramel or yes or those are chocolate. so good oh, no, exactly what you're talking that's my, about that's my go-to that is fucking solid. those aren't bad though yeah those, aren't oh, they're, bad. They're those are gluten-free too i like those so hell yeah man so so you fucking um so like literally you worked out you worked off your medication. That's interesting. Yeah. Not only did you work off pounds, but you worked worked off your your medication during that fifty pound of weight loss journey, literally passing on a gym. Um, I love that, man. When you were doing that, like on that process of losing 65 pounds, like because you were talking about how you were staying on it every day and and like I think that consistency there like is the gig. How did you stay consistent? And if you did, like, did you did you have any days that you did fuck off? And if you did fuck off, like, how did you not allow that to fuck you up? No, I had I had a friends and stuff that I kind of stayed accountable to, and then I would do measurements, and so I weighed myself every day, and I tried not to let that mess with my head, and it did a little because you you could gain three to five pounds in a night, and, yeah. and nothing you can do about it and it doesn't go away for another three days or whatever. Um, but I, I just, I logged everything. I have spreadsheets of my weight and, um, how much I ate and everything like that. So I just tried to find ways to keep myself accountable. Um, because I knew if I was going to go out and mess this up, I'm going to gain like five pounds and then I'm going to be upset with myself, even though it's not real weight, it's water weight, salt, whatever it might be. Um, so I just knew what I needed to do mentally to, to stay on track did you recognize sort of like what was um what was causing that three pound that that like acute three pound gain yeah i mean i got it i mean i would go out to eat you know say you go out to buffalo wild wings or whatever packed with salt right so if if you eat six wings you're going to gain a couple pounds just in your body holding in all the water that you you know oh wait that's not like like actual fat mass that gains well you know <laughs> you 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 say that as a joke but when you're when you struggle with your weight yeah like it's like you it's make fun. up stuff in your head yeah. that is just so asinine that you end up believing it yourself that like maybe i did gain five. no straight up i i know it, it was like jokingly saying that i get that a lot I totally get the, the the mental fuck. Yeah, and it, like at least you were educated. Like you did a lot of deep diving information on your own, so you knew that it was coming from salt, and you knew it was coming from whatever you had ate the yeah. night before. Other people have no fucking clue what it's coming from, and then they just panic and they're like, "Oh my god, I'm fucking up!" And then they just and then it, yeah, I gained like, like ten pounds. Over, yeah, you know? yeah, and they give up or they like starve themselves. They'll be like, they'll be like, "Is it a cruise?" The average week cruise, a person will gain ten pounds. The average yeah. weight gain is ten pounds in a week. That. that doesn't surprise me. But that's look. That's 
that's water weight. You, dude, gaining 10 pounds in fat mass would be... Well, it's math, right? Yeah, it'd be a lot. 3,500 <laughs> calories is one pound. You'd be sick with how much you were eating and not moving around mm-hmm. to gain 10 pounds of fat mass in, in a couple days. But you can't tell that to somebody that's right, right. gaining the weight. It's... Like the logic doesn't make sense to those people. Well, it's the same. It's the, and it, and it's the same with the weight loss. Like if you do a keto diet and in two weeks you lose ten pounds, fifteen same pounds. Thing. Same yeah. thing. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. And I, I kind of did our weight. We do weigh-ins here every month, right? And so I I made a game out of those to see, and I would I would mess with my diet um, to see if I could uh, lose the most weight for just the weigh-in. And so I learned that I had like things like popcorn really messed me up. Like it made me gain a lot of weight. Um, any, oh, interesting. Any kind of like brothy soup with salt, you know, because you're just drinking salt basically. So ramen was like my big thing. I love ramen. Sushi, um, those were big weight gainers for me. Um, and um, yeah, so popcorn I really love. Then it somehow turned into grapes. Grapes? Yeah. <laughs> but I think it might have just been the mass quantities of grapes that I was eating and not <laughs> How necessarily. How many grapes were you eating? Uh, so many. So many. Because <laughs> they're like little... Um, oh, I diet love, bombs. Yeah, I love grapes. grapes. I would get uh, fucking two bags of grapes a week. Have you tried the cotton candy grapes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah those are so fucking good, man. How the fuck are they making cotton candy know. grapes? That's what I don't know. I'm not asking questions. I'm just eating the food <laughs> right. at this point. But they're making them, and they, they remarkably taste like cotton candy. Yeah. Oh, they do. Exactly. Like it's candy. like, what in the fuck? This is in a, in a grape. But that's interesting. So, no, and that definitely is. But I learned that, that, that it, those foods were doing that to me, and then I would lose the weight in three to five days. Yeah. It's all back to normal. Whatever. Yeah. But. Man, that is, that is, dude, how do you can, I mean, is it, is it just self-knowledge? Is it t- self-teaching yeah, just, and surround, I guess, surrounding yourself? Like, how are you keeping your brain from being like, man, this is a losing battle. Cause it's like every, it seems every, you know, two steps forward, one step back. Yeah. I mean, you, I guess the, the best way to, that I tackled it was to not ever look at anything in, in week intervals. Right. So everything I looked at was had to be four weeks and at worst case two two or three weeks because not your body like the first week or two you're just adapting your body's just like what are you doing to me like (laughs) and so you could you could actually like go to the gym and then gain weight and um think that you're doing great but then you step on the scale and now you're two pounds heavier this week And, Mm. and it's like but then if you hold on to it for like a month or two months then you'll just start massively dropping weight as long as you're consistent and um if, if that's what you know what you're working towards right so if you're a heavier person um it might be f- super frustrating at the beginning because you're gaining five pounds yeah or your body is saying i'm something's happening to me so i'm going to hold on to everything that i've got and and then you'll plateau but just keep with it and look at your progress over months so that's that's the key. Like I was saying, if I, I weighed myself every day, but I just wanted to do it because I wanted the data. But like that was like a super emotional roller coaster, like because you you can go up and down and up and down and up and down. Um, but if you graph it out and you do your trend line, as long as your trend line is going down, then you're fine. But you'll you'll go up and down over that trend line a lot. And so if you're not in a place mentally where you're prepared to handle that, then just do one way in a month and take a picture and do your tape and everything and, and watch your numbers go down as long as you're consistent. 
Yeah, consistency cons- that like not enough can be said for the power of consistency in, in everything you do. I call it the pulse. Like if you don't have a heartbeat on what you're doing, like because you're not staying consistent, like obviously day to day is going to be the most is going to be the most powerful pulse because every day you get a heartbeat. You know, the further and further apart that heartbeat gets, the less and less life you're going to have in that thing you're trying to create. So I call it the pulse. If you want to bring anything to life, like, look, if you want to be, if you want to start playing a guitar, best thing to do, even if it is just to start picking the guitar up every single day. Mm-hmm. And you're going to start getting better. Right at first, you're going to be garbage. But if you keep, if you pick up the guitar every day for two fucking years, you're going to be able to start playing. And don't go in starting to shred. Right. Just learn a G chord and go from there. That's it, right? And it's like so many people like uh, like I I I taught myself how to play the guitar in a year. I was still garbage, but I tried. (laughs) But but I taught myself how to like do it, and I did it so that I could keep myself distracted from like the partying that was happening in the party house when I lived in uh, when I lived in college or when I lived in a party house in college. And that's and I just had this old like one hundred fifty dollar Johnson guitar that I bought from somewhere and just you know just beat that bitch up and broke strings every day but yeah. but uh but like look picking that thing up I had to just pick it up and pick it up every day I picked it up and maybe and like first I could only play it like ten minutes because my fingers would be bloody yeah, yeah. they would be like ten minutes I'm like how does anybody play a song on one of these like I can't even bend the strings and <clears throat> eventually it's like okay. 20 minutes now, 30 minutes now, calluses build up. Now I can play it for a couple hours and somebody will pick this up and just do play with it for like, you know, like a couple minutes. And, but the idea was that I picked it up every single day. And it was like, so that is what I, I, it started to manifest like, okay, now I can play these strings. And now my brain, like, I don't even know how it's happening, but now my brain is allowing me to play strings with the rhythm and the, and the melody. Um, so the idea, um, and then people would be like, well, so what you start with first? I'm doing this because you, you play instruments. It's like, what do you do? Like, do you learn how to do the strum hand first or is it the, the fret hand? It's like, no, these motherfuckers, they work together. Yeah. You have to work them together. You don't work on one over the other. You, you have to work them together. And there are different things you can do to warm yourself up. But the idea is this, simple as this. Stop making it complicated. Just pick up the guitar every fucking day and eventually it'll get better. But if you miss a day and if, you, and if you're only picking it up once every week, then you the pulse it, it dims the pulse. Yeah. You get lower blood blood pressure, and, and recognize that you're not going to be Steve Vai on day one. You know, right? You're, you're going to work your way up to it. And eventually, you might be you might be better than him after a few years of playing. If you play it every single day, um, like Eddie Van Halen, he spent eight hours a day in his room playing guitar. And that's that's, a, that's, that's a, a pulse there, and that's why he's amazing. Yeah. Because the guitar was an extension of him now at that point and, yeah. and everything. So it's, it's, it's like, you know, it, it, and it's, I, I love that because it, I try to, I try to use fitness like that. I say, look, like your body's the instrument. You got to learn the instrument before you can play the song. Like you're not just going to pick up the guitar and shred. You got to learn uh, how, what is the fretboard? What is the, what do these strings do? Like, what is, like, if I'm playing a note, what do you mean? What is a note? Like, even like, what, you have to first learn the instrument. And so that's going to be a little bit, and then you can use that instrument to play a song. And eventually, you, once you really understand the instrument and it becomes an extension of you because you've done it so consistently, now you can start fucking around. Like now you can work on the pinnacle of the the, uh, Get to the top of the pyramid. Yeah, mess around. Yeah, we were talking about it the other day. Um, so I was saying like I'm now messing around with like bulking and cutting and things like that and trying to figure out. Um, 
I'll, I'll let this ambulance pass. <laughs> but like what kind of works for me, right? And so I said, you know, mentally, you know, I'm always, I've always been a slave to my my overweightness and, and it, it controlled how I acted and everything. So now I'm taking control of my body and deciding how my body is going to react to, to my actions instead of me reacting to how, um, what my body is telling me. And so, um, so like I'm learning how, how cutting this many carbs or adding this many carbs or fat and protein, what that does to my body or how this certain workout affects these kind of muscles and things. So I'm really learning about my anatomy um, by, by doing all of this. Um, of course, I'm at that point now where I can do that, where, um, where I don't highly recommend doing that at the beginning. Just learn how your body works and where your limits are. And then once you, once you have found your limits and, and you've um, passed any goals that you had set, then you can start tweaking things. And so, Like how does one find like – limits and and where 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 are these limits are you talking about are you talking about like how much cardio to lifting to weights to yeah just like like establishing well not just like how much you can lift or whatever but just establishing your routines you know mm. i'm able to get up at six and work out at seven every day or um you know what what it, what works for you to be able to stay consistent um you know if you don't enjoy lifting heavy weights then find other exercises that work that still work out that that particular muscle or whatnot um find out what is enjoyable for you to do because like not everybody likes to lift weights you know i like bench pressing and squatting and deadlifting and i find that fun um for short periods of time <laughs> right, right. um <laughs> right but i don't want to lift as much as i can lift in one rep anymore you know i um i don't find that enjoyable um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. So find just finding, and then, and then as far as your diet goes, find, like, I've taken it to the point where I felt like I was starving, like trying to, to dial in my macros. And so now I know that I don't ever really want to do it that extreme again. So now I know where my lower limit is yeah. on that. And do I need to be 150 pounds? Probably not, you know? So, um, but, but now I'm learning that just because I'm 170 pounds, I'm not any less lean or fit as I was at 150. Yeah. Right? And so now I'm learning where those limits are, right? I don't need to be 150 to be where I think I needed to be. I can do that at 170. So what I did, I gained weight and I packed on muscle and I'm still as lean as I was uh, for the most part. Um, I'm doing a very calculated bulk so i'm I'm purposely eating a, a lot more fat but um eventually i'm going to gain more weight and then dial it back down to about 165 170 and i know that's probably where my sweet spot is and i that's the kind of stuff i'm talking about like i i wouldn't have any idea how to do any of that before um without without really going through it and and testing things but then in the testing phase i would change one thing and then just wait like a month and if that one thing was a positive improvement, then I would go in on it and, and, and work hard on it. And so um, I would, I, trying to find, we were talking about total daily energy expenditure, TDEE, which is a way to calculate how many calories you should be eating per day. And, um, and then calories directly correlate to fat, protein, and, and, and carbs. And so um, I learned how to calculate all that out based on what my energy expenditure was. You, you, 
I and I I always tended to go low. I would mark my stuff as sedentary, just to try to maximize my um, my improvements. But um, I would set a number, try it for a month. That didn't work. I would go in and kind of recalculate things, and try that for a month. But I didn't deviate. Every single day, I would hit that number, and. And in a month, if I didn't see what I wanted or I was gaining too much weight or whatever, um, like the other day I was, eat, I was eating too much, I was gaining too much fat. So I cut down my carbs just a little bit to lower a couple hundred calories. Um, now I seem to be plateauing again. So now I might need to raise them back up a little bit, but I'm not going to do it until that month period is over. So just, you know, long periods of analysis and then um, just slowly you'll learn to recognize your sig- your body signals and your limits and things like that. You got to have a it's it's like you got to have a discipline to stay on the plan mm-hmm. and stay on target even if it's like you're not getting the desired outcome. It's frustrating because yeah. you don't you don't know if you quit the plan early then, then you don't know if the plan yeah. is working. And your body you know you see all these biggest loser things they're like I lost 20 pounds in 2 weeks and you're like well I want to do that but that's not really going to happen unless you do something weird. Yeah, you're gonna have to do some weird <laughs> shit. If you want, to, you're some, that's that is an that's a good way to put it. And then on the other side of the spectrum, you see these huge dudes on YouTube or whatever. They're all on steroids. Every person you see on yeah. YouTube <laughs> is on steroids. Yeah, regardless of what they're saying, like the fucking, every one of them, like the fucking guy. Did you you've, you've seen this guy? Uh, maybe um, the guy we've talked about him multiple times on the podcast. Um, the the liver king yeah oh yeah this, this guy is fucking, fucking guy, <laughs> look for, dude dude made dude made a fortune telling people he ate raw animal organs and, and turns, worked the way he did because of that and because of that and then he turns out he was on um, PDs and he fucking was doing like twelve it was doing like twelve thousand dollars of of fucking um like a week or a steroids month. per yeah. month yeah. this guy was not only doing steroids he was like doing, doing steroids, steroids. Yeah. do you think it's so funny now that he is nowhere to be seen is he nowhere to be seen i, I don't see yeah, his yeah, stuff yeah. on well, instagram he's a fucking yeah. liar dude how could you because then he went out oh my but god But everybody who knows was like yeah that dude's on steroids everybody who has any any yeah it's just like look because then it was like because it, it this is what i hate about that kind of thing is he was just doing the classic, you know, take my supplement to look like me, but he was using this kind of like, hey, eat this super gross, impossible thing to get. Like, I eat cow testicles, but you don't have to get to cow test raw cow testicle, just take my, my cow supplement. testicle supplement. And it's like, you're, dude, you're scum. And so many people, and then it was extremely, it was extremely, you know, I watched this guy because he was entertaining because he'd be like, I'm going to eat a hundred cow testicles in a row. And he would be like, he's like, you want to look like this? You just like have a fucking, he would just be like, you know, in eating cow testicles. And it's like, this is the grossest thing I've ever seen. But he was actually eating cow testicles. And then, like, you know, but he made, he made millions of dollars. And, and also, he had, like, 4.2 million followers in, like, six months. I mean, this dude blew up. And then, come, and then like, you know, that that's gonna, bubble's going to pop. Yeah. And then he was taking a shit ton of steroids. Yeah. I guess the same story is always those, like, unrealistic expectations in the media yeah. are going to, you know. 
sell more shit. Sell more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's n- there's no doubt. And the funny thing is that did you see his apology? Like his apology? He didn't really apologize. It was not an apology. <laughs> I, I didn't waste time after he admitted. I was like, fuck you. I can't. You should watch the apology because the apology was like not an apology. It was like, yeah, but like, don't you see what I'm trying to do? I'm his, sending a good message. It's like you lied poor to fucking me. wife. I can't imagine. It was funny because I like. I started getting into a lot of like the um, YouTube fitness people and whatnot, um, just because that's kind of where my head was at the time. And my wife comes home from work one day, and I'm like, "It's happening! It's happening!" Liver King was like, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "What are you talking?" Like, about? I don't know what you're talking. <laughs> it's happening! It's happening! It was. <laughs> it was like the best day of his life. <laughs> Because it was, it was so it was preposterous. A big thing. It was a big deal. It's so preposterous. He's he's so chiseled. It's like it's so unrealistically. It's like somebody literally like he had to have had doctors go in there on that six pack. And you all, know? all the fitness people were like, yeah, he's on steroids. Like they won. They're like, yeah. yeah, of course he is. There's no single person now like that's even you know that's remotely you know. But if you are a person that struggles with body image, you're going to be a person. And you're told by somebody who's a Greek god physique that. You can get this by eating bull testicles, then you're gonna go eat bull testicles. Or buy the sub or buy yeah. the supplement. Oh, buy you, the tell supplement. Me, you tell me you tell me you put those ball testicles yeah. in the supplement? That's a lot. I'm gonna do that instead of eat well, the ball that's testicles. Easier, yeah. <laughs> so that's you, you know, I, I never really got on the train like that, but like I would be like, Well, what if I did, you know, take that supplement? Well, it's that's the thing, because I mean the thing is is that it's so hard to really get your body to a place because it takes discipline, it takes consistency, consistency takes discipline, it it, it takes it takes really understanding yourself because like you, your emotions will have you going in so many ways just to, to do it naturally, to, to lose weight naturally, to gain strength. And it's, it's a lot. You're, you're not just following a program. You, you are really, you are really going to war with yourself and you're doing it for the best. It, like I, I just put a thing up that says discipline is freedom. You know, you forcing yourself to do stuff is how you're going to be able to live the life that you want to live. And so like you, but you forcing yourself to do stuff is you becoming aware of what you are and who you are and, and like, and asking yourself questions, like questions that are hard to answer. Like, Hey, what are the things that I'm doing right now that are fucking my life up that I've been willfully blind to? And how can I, you know, conduct myself to make change in a way that, and that's a hard thing to do. So like when somebody comes out and they're, and you, you know, and it's like, look, listen, just, if you want to just look like this, just you're having trouble. Look, this is what I see all the time. Don't do cardio. Yeah. Cardio is bullshit. You should be doing zero cardio. And it's like, oh, I'll click on his thing. It's like, just take my supplements. Just it's it it's they're they're exploiting um this not desperation, but this this you know, this insecurity that people have and this um, you know. And it sucks, but that's what's happening in the industry. And that, and it's hard because for me, even like, I mean, I'm like, what could I, I mean, I just, I'm trying to fucking do it, you know, what, could, but I got such a busy day. I'm like, man, what are the, maybe are there supplements out there that could do X, Y, or Z that like could help me get a little bit. There's, it, it's the I time this, you put yeah. in. Dude, I'm telling you, I tell you this every single day. I was just like, I just want to get fucking jacked. I want to take testosterone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, give me that. And then just I'm like, a little. We'll test some TRG. Yeah, it's fine. Just a little bit. Yeah, if somebody comes bit. in, if somebody comes around, I mean, somebody comes shot around. right there in yeah. the butt. And Give it. Give somebody it. comes around and they're like, hey, take this pill. It will make you super smart. Like, you're, it'll let you it'll let you access this certain amount of point. I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to give it a dip. Is it legal? FDA approved? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. 
I'm just kidding. Like, but like the thing is, is that's hard. That's that's a hard thing because that emotion immediately is like, oh, I'm interested. You know, it's that instant gratification. But you can't. But you, but at the end of the day, the only thing that works is pushing into failure and. But that's why it's important to know your body, right? And to accept the fact that you're not going to blow up your muscles like a balloon in six months. It's going to take years of training to look anything close to somebody on steroids. Or Yeah. I've been lifting weights, heavy weights, since I was a freshman in high school. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, I don't look like Arnold. <laughs> You also run a shit ton. So. I've been running like uh, 60 to 70 miles, 75, 76 miles last last week. He could lift weight, heavy weights every day and you would get bigger. compete against somebody who does the same but is on steroids and they will look enormous. Yeah. In 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. They would like they would look compared to me right now. Like I watch my body sort of like I've done this, this, I'm training for a 120 mile race. 24 hour race. I'm going for 120 miles. Um, the amount of running I have to do, shit, I did six miles today. Yesterday, I did 12 miles between sessions. Like, I've just got to fit these miles in. It's hours of running. And, um, basically, like this, this year I've done a lot better. Like, I was just talking to Caitlin about this because she saw me on this. We went on a cruise and she was like, oh my God. Cause she was, when I told her I was getting ready for this race, like, when I was running, I was running to try to get a marathon under three hours. And I actually ended up like getting Achilles tendonitis after, uh, after I did a, a trail race. But, um, in like the rigid ass cold, you remember that race? Yeah, you're welcome. Well, I'm I'm cool with it. It was my fault. The discipline was to that I I should have ran way slower, but I'm competitive and I wanted to win, so I ended up being like sixth sixth place in that in that half marathon. In case, long story short, though, like she was like, oh, I don't want. She's like, every time you do this, like you turn into like skin and bone, and your fucking eyes are like your skin sunk is in sunk it. in your eyes. And she's like, I don't want you to look like that. And she she just said like when we went on the um thing, she was like, oh my god, like this is probably the best I've seen you look. And I have gone hard because I was like, I do not want to. Micah knows this because I've been saying this. I do not want to look like a skin and bone. I don't want to lose my muscle because I was putting a bunch of muscle on. I was weighed like 195. I, I probably weigh about 180, 185 pounds right now. But I just got a DEXA scan. I'm like, I have more muscle, more muscle like than I've had in a long time. I have more, more bone density. My fat percentage went down. I'm a lot. So, and and it all is because I've been going hard on the nutrition side of things, eating a shit ton. So there is a lot that you, I'm eating uh, probably 6,000 calories a day in, in mostly not like solid food. I'm eating like literally three fucking mass gainer shakes yeah. per day. Um, one second, I'm going to let this person in. He um, doesn't know what's happening. Oh. Um, real quick. I don't know how much more time we have, but like I want to know your mindset from like – I obviously know your mindset, but like – from when you first started to where you are now? And like, do you ever feel like you're still in the same position you were in the beginning? Like, do you see yourself as that same person when you first came in? Or do you see yourself as like the person you are now? Um, I feel like I'm more confident. In, so like, um, there was, there was direct correlation to like my career and stuff based on the weight loss. So, um, a management position came up and it was actually like to be my boss. So I was a manager for my group and I probably would have never like gone out for it, but because I had 
more confidence from, you know, losing all the weight and that is just something that's going to happen. Uh, to your mindset, you just be a more confident person. I decided to try out for the job and I got it. <clears throat> so, um, that basically changed my entire career progression and I kind of attribute it to the confidence coming from, uh, becoming fit. So, um, hmm. so no, I don't think I'm the same person as I was before, but I definitely, I definitely still have that person in me. So like when I look in the mirror, I still see old, you know, two years ago, me, you know, I see all the bad parts, you know, I see any kind of stomach fat or things like that. And I get all, you know, um, insecure about it. Um, even though, you know, 99% of people will be like, yeah, you look fine. Like, you don't, you know, don't worry about that. But, um, I think that mindset's always going to be there of, you know, of how I spent a majority of my life overweight, you know? Um, and so, um, yeah, I, I think it's just going to be a, a little bit of a battle. Um, I do find myself being more outgoing and, and whatnot. So like I'm taking this Dale Carnegie course, um, which is like a public speaking leadership uh, course over the last seven weeks. I've been taking it here in St. Louis um, and it's not my thing. Like I, I first day I walk in and they're like, everybody's chipper. And I'm like, I don't like people. Dale Carnegie. Um, and they're playing like matchbox 20 in the background. <laughs> like, this is like my seventh layer of hell, but I'm actually, like, <laughs> but I'm actually like some, for some reason, enjoying it. It's like totally outside of my comfort zone. Where'd you come across the Dale Carnegie? Um, just through work. It's, um, a lot of companies here will send some of their people through to, if you have to like interface with customers or, mm. or even if you just, if you run a team, if you're a leader. So in my new management position, they said, you know, feel free to sign up for management courses, you know, and, and, you know, to, to improve your, your management style, whatnot. And so Dale Carnegie was one of them that I, that I chose to do. Um, and I, I grew up as like a theater kid, so I'm kind of used to being up in front of people and I play in a band and stuff. And so I, I'm kind of used to being on stage, but, uh, yeah, I, I it, it's kind of a weird thing though. Like being happy and chipper and, you know, telling exciting stories isn't really my cup of tea, but, um, I'm really enjoying it. And I really don't think I would have enjoyed it before because I didn't want people to look at me. I didn't want to be, you know, doing that. But, um, um, now that I'm a little more confident with, with who I am, I, I think I'm more comfortable standing up in front of people and making a fool of myself. So. I dude, I think that's so interesting because people always ask me like about, about like what, like what the, what's the utility of, of fitness? Like why get, well, there are endless amounts and endless reasons why you should get fit, but like why run, why run and, and put yourself through all this hell? Like what's the point of it? What's the point in like, once you're fit, what's the point of pushing past that? Because now cause I want to kind of go into like why weightlift. I'm going to ask you this question too, but you've kind of already said it. Is it like, for me, I feel like there's more to fitness than just the health and the losing the weight part of it. It's like what it brings to your life. And what I mean by that is that like we talked about discipline. What is discipline? What is discipline? It's like having a plan and forcing yourself to do it. Good to go. Forcing yourself to do it. Why do you have to force yourself to do something? Yeah. If you have, if you know that if you do something, it's going to be good for you and you don't do it, what is the reason why you don't do it? There's a thing in you 
that 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 some some people call force energy, which is like your ability to actually execute on that thing. And there's a there's resistance, and resistance is this thing that's that's like, hey, like sit on the couch and eat the potato, but you're like potato chips, but you're like, no, I'm, I'm going to the fucking gym. But like, there's this real physical wall there that you gotta fucking nosedive through, and um and to get there, it's like, what is that resistance? It's like a part of you that's like holding you back, and um. When you overcome that, when you break that wall down, you strengthen this muscle, this maybe it's your consciousness, whatever it is. But you basically like when when I'm out on the trail and I'm running, when you're in here lifting and it hurts, and it's like, or you're getting off the couch and you're 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 strapping on the fucking shoes to get to the gym, there's a battle happening in your mind. And whatever it is that's that that's like keeping you putting one foot in front of the other you know like putting the shoes on putting the, putting the pants on getting in the car driving the whole time you're saying hey maybe i'll just cut it in half maybe i'll do a little less maybe i'll do a couple less sets whatever the bullshit whatever that bitch voice is in your head you have to battle you have to be like i'm not you we're not fucking negotiating i am gonna li- i am the fucking i am the in 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 the trail i am the captain of this motherfucker whatever that thing is that's telling me slow down. That's telling me stop. That's telling me do half. That's telling me, hey, maybe not today. Nobody's going to judge you. Nobody's going to watch you do it. That thing is what keeps people from living the life that they want to live. And if you can work out, you can strengthen the muscle that allows you to execute on doing the things you need to do in your life that have nothing to do with fitness, but still require the force energy. Yeah. Now, I think that's the utility. You want to fucking, like, go out there and fucking win? I know you do. You don't want to, like, sit at home and be nobody. You want to go out there and be somebody to you. You want to be proud of yourself. Well, how are you going to do that if you don't fucking go out there and um and just crush it? And I think when you work out, it's you saying, hey, I'm in charge. Yeah. I And so, like... Monday, I ended up doing a lot of work, and Monday is one of my workout days at home. So I do two days here and then two days at home, and I didn't work out at all. And I didn't mean, I didn't, it wasn't a, I don't want to do this kind of deal. I just, things happened and I didn't get to it. So I'm going to work out today <laughs> on my day off. Um, and um, because I know if I don't, then it might put me in a mindset where I'm going to get lazy and, then I just won't want to, and then it'll chain reaction into something else and chain reaction to something. So I'm just going to go work out. I don't want to. I got to squat 245, 50 pounds. I don't want to do it. It's heavy. I'm going to do it. I'll get it over with. It's only an hour. It's, it's hard. It's only but what, it's like 4% easy. of your day? An hour is 4%. But I'm not going to be able to do it until like 5 tonight. Oh, it's yeah. going to be fucking, you're, you know, you're like, you only got a quarter tank left and you're, you're starting to lift. I feel you. It is what it is, though. <laughs> I feel you. It's easier. It's much easier for me to get my long runs in if I do them like at like a.m. before I can even think straight. But if I don't do this, it 100% will spiral into something else and then mm-hmm. trigger something else and chain reaction into something else. And it's just I'll, I'll eat a little bit more or I'll, you know, sit around a little bit more, you know, so. So you you crushed all that weight, and then you and like the last thing I really want to talk about, you know, um, you know, yeah. is like what is it in you that was like, all right, now you know I got the weight, and um, I've I've really been able to use this. I've been able to play this. Now you're playing the song. Yeah, you've learned the instrument. Now you're playing the song. I'm improvising now. Yeah, 
And so what was it? What is it for you? You, you did this, you did this powerlifting excursion. Yeah. So we, so at the Kansas city, um, uh, um, rookie competition, I figured if I'm going to go make a fool of myself, then I'm going to do it with a bunch of rookies and they'll, they'll be a little bit more leaning on us. So we, yeah, so we, we drove, first off, you have to buy a bunch of shit because like they didn't tell you, or they don't really tell you up front that you got to have certain knee sleeves, not just any knee sleeves, certain um, I call it a onesie, but it's a singlet is what they call it. Um, the little shorty short thing, yeah. the straps and stuff. You have to wear that. You have to wear a certain shirt. Can't have a logo on it and th- all this stuff. So I had to like, buy all this gear. I didn't really... But you can't it. have a logo on it. Yeah. Well, it has to be an improved logo. There's, uh, there's all sorts of like, oh, okay. things. But anyway, so um, I don't know. I don't know what made me do it. I was just lifting heavy one day. And I was like, let's see how much I can deadlift, I guess. And I did more than I thought. And I'm like, yeah. And then it just kind of worked out that I, I looked at powerlifting competitions and this rookie one was there. I'm like, oh, sure. I've never been to Kansas City either. So I was like, let's make a little two-day vacation out of it. So, um, yeah, it was me and a bunch of 18, 20-year-olds. There was one person there that was 14. Holy shit. And here's the craziest part. We don't know which one he was. <laughs> oh, wait. What? So they all looked They older. all looked 30. Every single one of them. Interesting. So did you, you never figure it out? I never figured it out. There's somebody in there was was fucking 14 My wife old? thinks she knows. I have no idea. I have no idea which one he was. Just like I, bearded I was, up. I was talking. That's the thing about them power lifters, dude. Yeah. No, they're, yeah. They're titans, man. I, I was talking to some some guy and I'm like, you know, talking about, you know, yeah, I got kids, you know, and working and all that. <laughs> he was like 18. I had no idea. <laughs> and I was talking to him like an adult because, and I didn't know their, their, their ages until I went to go look at the roster. Oh, Yeah. And, and it's all in the <laughs> yeah. But the funny thing is, I beat half of them, over half of them. Oh, I got eleventh out of how many were there? It was like nineteen of my group. No, no, I was anyway. I was somewhere like square, like right in the upper half. Okay, there we go. Hey, upper they, half. Let's yeah, win. Because what they do is they don't um, judge you on how much you pick up. It's how much you pick up relative to your weight. Yeah. And so I I came in at one sixty two on my weight. They in whatever that is in kilograms, and um, yeah, I I squatted three forty five, deadlift three eighty five. I could have done over four. I was just pumped up that day, um, and then bench. I actually got out on a technicality, so I was I was hoping to get up in the two hundreds, but I ended up uh, my second set was at one eighty five. So, um, but I, yeah, so that was more than a lot of the eighteen year olds and uh, mid twenty year olds could do you that that is interesting dude like because the between i was probably when i was when i was like when i was like 18 22 i can't really remember 18 to 22 is probably the strongest i ever was like i've not gotten back to the weights that i was doing there were a couple outliers like stupid strong like like people who weighed less 150 pounds benching 300 yeah isn't that wild and i'm like i can't even touch that but when i see somebody who who like is putting up like 180 kilograms and they weigh like 125 pounds i'm like what the fuck so like like in a snatch (laughs) it's like what it's like what the hell like uh like I'm going to I am dude I'm going to tell you what, I'm a I'm a USA weightlifting level 1 coach. So like I used to Olympic weightlift all the time, but it's been like 4 years. Uh, I can't even claim that I fucking weightlift. I'm still I'm still a level 1 coach. I keep that up, 
but I wouldn't coach a single soul because I've got to get myself back to it. That's my bar right over there. So that's like, that bar is meant for doing like cleans and snatches. And, um, and I, and I, I was like having people, once I moved in here, I was having like the neighbors were losing their fucking minds because I was putting that weight above my head and dropping it. And like this whole, like, like if you're upstairs, your soul kind of bounces out of your body. He's like, (laughs) and so like they were going, they were going mentally ill dude with me doing that. So I had people come downstairs. So I was like, fucking, so eventually I had to quit doing that. And when I quit doing that, they, they didn't, you know, it was crazy. And I was like, okay, well maybe I'll get pads in here. But even if you drop it on the pads, it's still enough because these walls are so thin. So I'm not going to go work out at somebody else's gym just to do like snatches and clean. So I was like, I'll get back to it. And I only imagined I'd have been in here for two years, but this is why I moved over to, uh, in any case though, like I want to get back to it because there's nothing quite like just going for that one rep, you know? That's, that's why I chose uh, powerlifting versus weightlifting because I just didn't have the facility to to do it. So, yeah, yeah. so my stuff, I just pick it up and I just gently put it back down. But like, there's it doesn't it feel like there's an animal that comes out yeah, of you? Plus, it's very primal yeah. because you're doing one. And, and so, uh, we changed my program here completely. Like, um, uh, it was kind of tough on my because we had to load three hundred and something pounds on the bar every time. So it was almost more of a workout to do that than what I was doing. Um, but like, I think I did an eight week program and I just kind of made it up myself with a lot of research. Yeah. And that yeah. was the hardest eight weeks and I got injured and. Ooh, explain. So explain that. I, something with my belt that I was doing wrong. Uh, I think I had it too high or something and I really cranked it down. And then when I was trying to do 345, like it just something hurt and like. Um, I was at home just like keeled over and, and it wasn't getting any better. So I went to the urgent care and got an x-ray and they said, you're not broken. They're like, we can give you a shot. And I'm like, yes, whatever. Like I'm in immense pain. And they're like, okay, well this is a steroid. I'm like, no, (laughs) I, 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 like last second, I'm like, I can't do that. I can't have a steroid because they'll drug, because I didn't end up getting drug tested thing, but like, if you did, if I did, I would have been out. Yeah. So I got some non-steroidal crap that didn't do anything uh, and, dude, i'm gonna just chanced it and <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm joking and uh so it, it i'm better now but like that was that was like week four and so i just had to work through it yeah and then i put up the best numbers i've ever put up at the powerlifting competition congrats so, that's, yeah. that's dope. Uh, never want to do it again that eight, <laughs> oh really sucked so i so the eight weeks we basically cut out all cardio yeah yeah we, we did a little bit just to loosen up but yeah. like um coming in here was like chillax like it was a vibe. Yeah. We're like, we're doing three sets of three today. <laughs> with, with, yeah, with five, yeah. That's the thing about powerlifting, But with right? 400 pounds on it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you, you, that's why that, that's why like powerlifters get, yeah. But then they sit around for an hour. They sit around. in between each one. Cause you got, cause for powerlifting, you got to do like five minutes in between those sets. And then day one after the competition, we're like, all right, back to the program, you know, high intensity um, cardio. I was like, <laughs> It was like I just started all over again. Yeah, yeah. And I would go home and just lay on the ground, yeah, yeah. like dry heaving. <laughs> like, yeah. I like, cause really over four reps was cardio for me for good right. eight weeks, you know? I've seen people getting carried to the platform so that they don't, <laughs> you know, like just like, you know, they're on two people and then they put them on the platform so that they use they no don't know energy. Cardio. And yeah. luckily I didn't have to cut weight. So, um, there, it was a rookie competition. So they were very relaxed with the, the weight classes. So like I, I could have weighed 
anywhere from like 250 to 140 and it didn't matter. Um, but they like will cut weight and like the day of, and then just eat. Um, so they'll to get better score. So if they weigh 160 pounds and they put up 400 pounds, they'll get a better score than if they weighed 180. Yeah. And so, um, they'll just, uh, wear the garbage bags all day and spit in cups and things and then go in and weigh in and then just gorge themselves to get, to get, um, and they'll drink like Pedialyte. Because all they really need is that one rep max force production. So it's not like, it's not like endurance. for their bench press, you know, they hold it as wide as they can and mm. arch their back. and, doot, doot, and Yeah. <laughs> it is crazy. Which is, it's interesting that you say that because I always have to explain to people, like, there are certain techniques in, in Olympic weightlifting. There are certain techniques, um, and it's sport-specific to powerlifting. And so somebody who's in here generally to lose weight, they'll say, you know, hey, I, I have somebody there telling me that I should, like, arch my back. And then and it's like... They're talking about trying to increase your mechanical advantage to produce the most force you possibly can in one rep, which technically makes sense. Sorry, get closer to this. But technically makes sense if you're trying to do one rep because you can increase mechanical advantage. You almost want to make it a little harder on yourself and do full range of motion if you're trying to, like, lose weight and bring the weight, like, you know, Don't ego lift. Drop the weight. and. Hypertrophy is fun yeah. because it makes your muscles look good. You know, like that's my thing is like I've never like went hard for just hypertrophy. I've always been performance driven. Like, and mm-hmm. you know, like if I'm you're doing 120 miles, like you're not going to have the, you know, but like I'm, I've been trying. I've been doing a bodybuilding workout with Michael once a week, upper body. But if you're like a swimmer or something, you're going to have long muscles and things. It's not going to look as, as, um, you know, magazine mm-hmm. as a bodybuilder, you know, and so I, I it's fun to do those those um, things that really like make your muscles pop out and oh yeah like that. but yeah like you're not really gonna excel in a sport right. looking like that you know isn't that funny it's like it's like when you're do trying to do a well, well let's let's do this first for the bodybuilders because i'm not i'm i've never i don't ever claim to be a bodybuilder i'm, I'm as far from one as, as i think you can get but maybe not as far from as from one as you can get but but the idea though is this is that bodybuilding is a sport too in that, like, they go hard as fuck with, like, nutrition. So when you see somebody who's a bodybuilder, bodybuilding has a technique as well. And that technique is to get them to the, like, the craziest looking muscle to fat, you know, ratio, like, that, like, doesn't really exist in the real world. And so when somebody gets into what they call a shrink wrap for their peak week right before competition, they only have that. They, like, they only look like what they look like in all those pictures for a few hours because it's not sustainable to stay there. Like, if you see veins on somebody's abs and, okay. I've seen veins on some people's abs that are like dancers. Actually, just recently I was on a cruise and I saw these amazing performers, which I did not expect to see amazing performers on the ship. And I just watched on uh, Netflix, by the way, or not Netflix, um, Amazon. I'm sorry to fucking like but take a left turn here, but like about how cruise ships are ran and it's fucking remarkable. Anyways, back to it. I saw that she had abs when she came because we were like at the stage watching the performance. She came up. She was doing all sorts of crazy, impossible things, and I saw abs. Her abs have, like, her veins on her abs, and I was like, oh, damn, like, she's just, like, maybe she's taking something, but, like, she just has, like, she just literally is going so hard that she's got abs on her veins, or on her, or veins on her abs. Um, but the, but let's say in the normal world, getting veins on your abs, like, she's probably training 12 hours a day to have that. 
I mean, maybe, I mean, not 12 hours a day, but she probably has 12-hour days. She's the Eddie Van Halen doing her craft for eight hours a day, right. where, where I'm doing it one hour a day. Right. And so for you to expect to have that, like, what those people look like on those magazines, like, look, you're going to have to be in a gym for two to four hours a day. Like, that's yeah. what that's what those people are doing. And take steroids. And take, and take steroids. Yeah. Which, which, by the way, I'm not against. No, if you're honest about it, then yeah. whatever, do your thing. Yeah. If you if you want to take the risk and you're you're fully aware of it, dude, steroid the fuck up. Actually, better yet, take double because I want to see what you look like. I'm impressed by that shit. I'm like, yeah, don't bitch. Don't lie to people. Just don't lie to people and exploit people's ignorance. You know, that's not ignorance. I think it's like insecurities. It's, no, no, yeah. I think igno- I think ignorance because ignorance, ignorance isn't a bad word. Isn't you a bad can be word. Ignorant and right. not be. Stupid. I'm not saying it negatively. I'm saying like if I don't know shit about cable and you come in and tell me all this, all these magnificent things, and then you sell me on some bullshit, you you exploited my ignorance to the cable system. It's like I don't know about this shit, and I hope that the professionals will tell me. Like if a doctor tells me about some bullshit, which they do so on, from time to time, and you know whatever, and then you're what do you? You're not a doctor. You're just going to trust them. And they exploit your ignorance to that. It's not like not saying that you're just a d- dumb fuck, but um, you, you're you're trying to learn other things. And so in the fitness industry, I think there's a problem with like it, it's it's sort of unsure like how to get fit. And um, I think that you know, and the thing and the reason is there. And you, you know this is that it really is trial and error per person. We know now with like with with like functional nutrition that the microbiome it like breaks things that it like ha- it, the different compositions of like um, let's say if you have certain back certain amount of there's different types of bugs. Let's say I had this person on my podcast that kind of broke this down pretty good. Um, but in any case, like she's a functional nutritionist. She was talking about how they're in different gen- people have different genetics, people have different diets. People grow up in certain ways that change the composition of the bugs, like the bacteria that are in the stomach, and change the the composition of those bugs. And so, like, when you eat certain foods, it basically is going to respirate differently at different compositions, and your body's going to absorb those gases that are going to communicate to the brain through what's called the brain gut axiom through the brain gut axiom which is basically which has by the way more neurons than the fucking spine and it's going to affect your hormones your mood all sort your energy levels differently based on person to person so like i could tell you hey when i eat this food it makes me feel great i could tell you hey this is a healthy food it's look what it's done for me and it fucking have the complete opposite effect on you based on your different genetics your different microbiome makeup all that so like for 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 the most part, and we don't really understand, like the the best knowledge out there, the best um, science you can find, the literature, it's a practice. And the only real thing you can count on is trial and error. And somebody being like, hey, try this, do a month, see how it, let's record and don't deviate so that we actually know. And then let's just, you know, let's just see what works for you. Because that's the only real way you can do it. But people don't know that. They go online. They see that fucking guy. And he's just like, eh, and you're just like, yeah, fuck yeah, I want to do it. And then you do it. And then yeah, maybe you're not. You know, maybe it works for you or maybe it doesn't. Who knows? And then the boring truth is you just need to eat one less slice of pizza and do that for the next three, four years. And <laughs> you'll be in a place where you can start to. Work on other things. <laughs> that doesn't sell, though. It doesn't yeah, sell. Nobody's buying that. Yeah, like, the thing is, is that you, like, 
you know, that's where we, you know, it's like, it's just not, if it's not sexy, it's just, you're, you just don't want to hear that. Like sitting across the desert, personal trainer for 10 years, they sit across the table from somebody and they say, I really want to lose like 30 pounds this week. And I'm like, now what if we lost half a pound this week and they're like fuck you i'll find i'll find somewhere else and the (laughs) sad part is they will find somebody who will will do that for them and then they'll have all sorts of like negative side effects and whatnot so but the fun thing about doing what i'm doing though is i get some sort of pr a week and that's not necessarily uh um you know personal record not not necessarily like a weightlifting thing like i'll i'll achieve some other goal in life related to me being healthy you know i'm off my blood pressure meds um i'm able to run a sub eight mile now i you know i lifted this much in the weight or um i went out and did this activity with my kid that i never wanted to do because you know i hated going outside or walking or whatever and or i hiked the appalachian trail so you're just constantly filling yourself with a bunch of prs that you didn't realize that you were holding back on or whatever. So um, that's the fun part about it. Yeah. Just, yeah, you don't get those immediate six pack washboard abs in two weeks. So Yeah. Which is like, and that's what, you know, people like that sexy part, but you got to get through, you got to, you got to force yourself through some stuff first, but. So I got about two minutes. What I was just going to say, I was just going to say, we got to, we got to cut it, but Hey dude, well, we'll have you on again. You're a fucking you're uh you're a big fitness original gangster, so we will keep you around. And like just to say overall, um it's been remarkable with what what you've been able to do. I appreciate you getting on to tell our our clients and whoever else jumps in on here your journey because the real life part of losing weight is that it's extremely difficult and gaining strength and understanding this thing. You know, there's a lot more to it and what it can do for you. So I do appreciate you allowing us to give the world your story, whoever is like willing to listen. And hopefully that helps them, you know, because like I could tell you, hey, do this thing, but I didn't lose 50 pounds yeah. in a year. So your, your, your voice is obviously more powerful than mine in that case. So, so being able to get that to other people is extremely, um, it's, um, I'm just, I'm grateful for you being on so that we can do we that. We were talking about, I said, you know, when I see things like this, the, the hardest part, was that I can't relate to the people that were talking or telling their story, even though I may like, I am just a regular guy who was overweight, you know, and I, I worked in it. I did my, my job. I grew up in Southern rural Illinois and um, you know, I'm just one of the regular people. And so if you see me and you know, and I'm in much better shape than I was before and, and, and I have put on muscle and things like that. And so if you think that, I'm not one of you. I am. And so that was the hardest part for me is you see all these people saying, oh, I just did this and this and this. I'm like, yeah, but you've got six pack abs and, you know, I, I'm not that person. I, I am one of them. And so really, you know, it was just the consistency. And, and so, um, you know, I'm not some person that was hired to come out here and speak and whatever. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm honest to God, just normal person that went through, two years of hard work and dedication and, and sought out you guys for guidance on fitness and um, got me into healthy shape. So. Yeah, man. And that's remarkable. And that's best said, dude. And that's like a lot of the reason why we do this. Right. So. And a lot of clients, like, I don't think you know this, but a lot of them see you when you walk out and they're like, damn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at him. 
one guy calls me Big Big Kaplan. Big Kaplan because I can pick up calves. It's Quentin. Well, hey, you earned that, bro. You earned that. It's it's also a family joke. I have giant calves. They are, dude. You do have. You have some remarkable calves. Big calves. Yeah, Yeah, Big Kaplan. But I do appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for coming on, guys. Um, That was fucking. um, Oh oh my god, almost said Quentin Ward because we were just talking about Quentin Ward, dude. Oh my god, that was Len Hebron, dude. Lost sixty-five pounds um, and competed in a fucking body uh, or powerlifting competition. Yeah, never again. One time. Um, Never again. But hey, but you fucking did it. He's still crushing. We're gonna get him a new video so that he looks even that much better and uh, we can get him out there because i think he really does i think it is crazy to watch that but thanks again man for coming yeah yeah that was killer glad to be here all right guys take it easy um always remember to think big um to live better we'll see you in the next one folks